you mean it. Praise God, family. 
Praise God, everyone. How is everyone doing tonight? Good evening, good evening, good evening. Um, let's just pray before we kick off tonight. And Father, we just say thank you. Thank you for 10 days waiting on you. Thank you for 10 days in your presence. In your presence, that's where I belong. In your presence, oh Lord, my God. In your presence, that's where I am strong. Seeking your face, oh, touching your grace. In the cleft of the rock. Thank you, Jesus. In your presence, oh God. And Father, we're just so excited. We're just so thrilled. We look forward to what the future truly holds. Because these last few days have been amazing. It's been a journey of our eyes being open. It's been a journey of clarity. It's been a journey of cleansing. It's been a journey of edification. It's been a journey of revelation. And we just praise your holy name. We just praise your holy name and we just declare that indeed you are God. We're excited to journey with you. We're excited to partner with you to birth your destinies through us, oh God, in Jesus' name. We're excited to see the people that we become as we continue on this journey of becoming and unveiling. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed Amen, 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 amen. Praise God, everyone. Praise God. How's everyone doing tonight? How's everyone doing tonight? Ah, uh, does anyone else have problems with the sound? Edited, I see your message. Um, does anyone else have problems with the sound? Let me know if it's from my end. Yeah. And yeah, how's everyone doing? Who's had a long day? Who's had a stressful day? Okay, thank you, Ife. Ife, it's so good to see you. It's been a minute, hasn't it? Yeah. So yeah. So your seat. Thank you. Thank you for that clarification. Awesome. Zeno, what does no mean? Birthday girl, what does no mean? I'm not sure the context of your no. Um. <laughs> It means the sound is okay for me. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. 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 So who's had a good day? Who's had a somehow day? I've had an interesting day. I use the word interesting because I don't want to say any other bad word. I've had such a stressful day, guys. I legit spent half of my day journeying. There's this thing in the UK called um real strike. <laughs> And essentially, um, yeah, we use the train to get around like really long distances because their trains are really, really fast, right? And today of all days, they decided to go on strike. Yesterday they were on strike, today they were on strike, you know, and 
imagine a journey that is just like 40 minutes long with the train straight forward becoming a journey of like two hours that doesn't sound bad if you're used to Lagos traffic but now listen to this <laughs> after I finished in church right at some point I had to join like a bus they call it real replacement bus I now jumped on the wrong bus that landed me in Stansted Airport. <laughs> God. And from there, I now had to find my way back, which was now like a journey that should have been around an hour, 20 minutes. Took me maybe like four hours plus when I was coming back from church. That's not adding the two hours I did in the morning. I am beyond exhausted. And guess what? All of this in the cold, in the freezing cold. So yeah, I've had an interesting day. As I said, I want to hear from people. Tonight is very interactive. Um, we're just going to be, yeah, speaking about what the last few days have represented for us. Right? Right, right, right. So, yeah, I'm just going to call people randomly. And, and when I call you, I just want you to tell me how stretch has been for you, honestly. Right? So we're just going to go around. Oh, even she be said she's so tired. Toyosi, thank you. Toyosi knows how to show me love. Toyosi, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If I say she's had a long day, if you would love to hear, uh, Ian, you've had a good day. Must be nice. <laughs> All right. So I'm just going to go around. Um, And yeah, I just want to hear from everyone. You know, how has stretch been for you? You know, what were your highlights? What are you looking forward to in the future? So I'm just going to. Ah, Shubi. Shubi's desire. Eh? Shubi once founded Yaman Opera Soup. Whoever can plug my sis. My sis is in Maryland, America. Whoever can plug my sis, please sort her out ASAP. We can't have her be hungry. We can't have her be hungry. Awesome. So I'm just going to start with Timmy-san. Timmy-san, are you there? Awesome. So, did you hear my question? Yeah, I was just wondering how I'm being the one starting. <laughs> it has to be you. Who else? But you. <laughs> oh, God. I'm tired as well. I most of us slept. God is wonderful. That's a testimony first. I woke up exactly by seven. Uh -uh. I don't know how I woke up. Yeah. So, that's really amazing. So, you help me thank God. Yeah. Stretch has been. Awesome, learned a lot. Learned that our focus is Jesus Christ. Is God like knowing that God is our God? That's the very first thing Pastor I said. Um, God, you are my God. So that's one of the things I've learned, and I've also learned that salvation is just the beginning. Salvation is just the beginning. We need to actively work on ourselves. We need to take action. I learned a lot of things. If I stop now, people now about to say, but let me just say one more so I can allow people to have things to say. What do you mean? Nobody's complaining. Okay. <laughs> I've learned about um, abiding. We have to abide in His presence. The Bible says that we would become. So it's a constant effort, constant seeking God, seeking the face of God. I've also learned from, I think from, from the, okay, purity. In, Spirit in pursuit. That is important. We we pursue God. We are 
we we crave purity. We study the Bible. When I was after the fineness of oh God, like we have actually have to try intentionally try to abstain from some things, intentionally try to study the Bible, intentionally try to pray, get into communities that help us. Just be intentional about our purity. We cannot we cannot keep living like where we used to live before. We have to change we have to actually change then i've also the pastor let me just round off with this pastor said yesterday about when he was speaking about um peter faith um fearless fearful to faithful peter apostle peter and he spoke about sometimes we are so consumed about we are more interested in because we've seen that god can give water so we are more interested about the cup of we are more interested in the cup of water that God will give to us instead of the river that does not run dry. So most times we just keep pushing God, oh God, I need this particular job, God, I need this particular stuff, which is on its own is not bad. But there's something bigger than that. There's something bigger than a small thing. The Bible says, Acts of me, nation, and I'll give you. I'm paraphrasing, I'm not sure that's the accurate, the exact stuff. So sometimes we're just so consumed about uh, the next big, the next job, next thing. And if you have that in life, and the things of this world that that endless, you keep keep looking for, keep looking for. The human heart is at the table. And once you have God, like it's everything. God is everything. Then another thing that I learned is when you have God, you are wholesome. There's this joy. I think that's Yannou that said that. I'm very certain. There's this joy, completeness you have in God, just knowing that you're seeking after the heart of God. I think that's enough for now. If you want me to keep going, I can. But let me just stop here. Thank you. Amazing. For someone that I just put on the spot, I think that was really good, Timisa. Because obviously that wasn't planned. I think that was really good. And yeah, I think the only question you haven't answered is, so what are you looking forward to now post-stretch? Like, what's your heart desire? What, what, would, you, what would you like to see more in TCC? Uh, it's, I, I would, if this, it's not easy for this to continue every day because it takes a lot of resources, takes a lot of energy, takes a lot of time from people, but each, this was going to continue would, would have been really, really amazing because just having something, having something to look forward to every day. So since this is not going to continue, it's not going to be able to continue every day, I'll ensure that I'm just I keep I keep the time like we wake up by five a.m. six a.m. to pray just to ensure that you keep the I keep the the flow. I don't just stop as stretch has finished and I stop waking up by six to pray or to fellowship myself. I keep the flow. In the evening again, study the word. Yeah, basically. Then so just essentially, yeah. The of the stretch. You Essentially, keeping the disciplines of the stretch. Yes. Keeping the things of, of, of stretch and the things I've learned from stretch, like okay, I said, honestly. yeah, yes, you wish that could go on because it's been very helpful. Yeah, loud and clear. Thank you so much, Tammy Sun. It's been lovely hearing from you. I'm going to throw the baton to Aisha. Hey, beautiful. Are you able to? Hi, sorry, I just joined. I don't know what you guys were talking about. Okay, so I was just asking you a question. Today's the last year of stretch. Yes. We just want 
feedback how has the journey been for you and what would you like to see more of right what would you like to see more of from this community or what are you looking forward to um i hope you understand my question um yeah i wasn't joining every time i think i joined just for a few days but the time i joined was really really like amazing yeah i would want to see like more of this the whole pursuits like for god yeah because like this season that i know i'm close to god but obviously like, we always want to grow like more spiritually like closer to god yeah and i would just like a community whereby like you're free to talk to if not everyone just like reach out to someone and speak about your struggles so I think you mentioned that the day you preached, yeah. So that's like one thing I would love to like see whereby you can just reach out to anyone and speak to the person and then like you won't feel condemned because there's no condemnation in Christ, yeah. Mm. Yes, that's it. And I also want to like, yeah, um, because I think this theme was about pursuits for Christ. So I also um, decided to like set an alarm every day to like pray to God. Aside my morning, evening, because I do Bible study every day. Aside from morning, evening, and Bible study, I just want to like pray seriously. Just set an alarm and pray like seriously every day for maybe like an hour. So like speaking in tongues and all, yes build my prayer life because sometimes I struggle with it. Sometimes I would like burn for a while then later I'll just relax and just be praying for like 15 minutes. I don't like that. I want like the fire to keep burning every time. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, Aisha. God bless you. And next up on my list is drum roll. Ade Tutu. Ade Tutu, how are you? How are you? How are you? Um, have you heard the questions or would you like me to go over them? Hi, good evening, everyone. I heard you. <laughs> okay, I, I have the feel that you're going to call me next too. <laughs> All right. Um, stretch has been a stretch for me. Yeah. Um, it's my first time. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's quite surprising that it doesn't feel like my first time it feels like well yeah i know a few people here right but it feels like i've I've been in this for a long time and that's been really really nice great experience um some of the things i actually learned was oh that was that that some people did dwell on more was accountability and um Yes, still as much as I feel like I'm a very accountable person, but it just feels like um I need to do more with respect to some things. And then um some of the things you, Miriam, spoke about the first time you spoke was about um abstinence from a lot of things, a whole lot of things, and not taking God. I mean, you painted some of the pictures that looks like we took God for granted on a lot of things. A lot of things that look like they are very insignificant to us, like, well, God understands. 
And from the things you said, the what I got was that sometimes we feel like God should understand, but some of these things see, like when we do some of these things, he feels like, oh, why? Why? You know, when you're rather say that it shouldn't have been you, you know? So, yeah. Then I also learned about um, going after or trying to be with the, making friends with the owner of the bakery instead of just going for the bread, right? You know, when you have that, let's say, troopers, like it's, it's easier, but greater access, yes, when you have access to God. And this is not just um, done from um, just praying. It's from the place of staying in that place. You know, Pastor, I also dwelled more on that, that, some of the things that we feel that these people we look up to, the I think that was Pastor Ayo and Iyanu was saying something about um when she first started the old journey thing, she used to feel like, How do you have all these scriptures in your head? And I mean I could relate to it because sometimes I'm like, Yeah, talking to some people and then they are taking you to one place and you'll be like, eh, this part is in the Bible. Eh, you know. And, you know, it just shows that it comes from the place of staying constantly, from the place of trying, telling God, yes, I know that I'm struggling, but you can help me, right? Like, total submission, not submitting some aspect of our life and the other parts, like, no, God, don't, don't bother about it. Then lastly, Pastor, I also talked about the three days, duty, desires, and then delight, so... There's like a progression from, okay, you have a duty, right? And then the duty subsequently becomes a desire from you. And then over time, it just becomes like a way of life. Like you can't just help but do the right thing anymore. So, yeah. Then how to go on from this? Well, I'm just asking, I'm praying for God for grace because my schedule can be very, very busy to be very honest. But yeah, I trust that God will help me. So that's it. I'm just one last thing related to like what would you like to see from this community? Uh well, I would say continuity. So it doesn't have to be like um it, it can be another format, right? It can be something else, maybe weekly meetings or something. Because I, I don't think a physical meeting may be possible considering that people are from um different parts of the world. So yeah, maybe more time that we can spend together to help each other. Maybe, um, can I say mentorship or what's the right word to use right now? My brain is not. I hear you. Thank you so much. That's it. Beautiful to hear. Like it was, yeah, clearly you've been paying a lot of attention. I mean, God caused that all of the words that everyone has spoken would not. Um, will bear much fruit in all of your lives in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you, everyone, for sharing. Um, with Jesus' joy in our hearts, let us make welcome Pastor Ayo as he takes us on this final last session of stretch. Make some noise. Woo! Woo! Don't Woo! make noise. Don't make noise. Let's be in the mood of worship. <laughs> don't mind me, you better shout if you want to. Praise God. Good evening or good afternoon, everyone. Just dashed in from church, trying to make it into this wonderful meeting. 
and um, we'll start. Should I take off my tie? Um, so I can be free. Am I allowed? Pastor Shinho, do I have your permission, sir? Or do you like it? Pastor Shinho, should like I take it, it off? I like it. I like, I like it. it. Okay, I'll leave it on for five minutes, just because of you, my main guy. All right, praise God. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the things that you do to draw us to yourself. We give you thanks and praise. We worship and adore your name. We thank you for this blessedness of knowing you, this blessedness of being able to come there. Lord, tonight yet again we show up as we always have to you, O oh God, who is ever present. We're the ones that have come. You're never missing in the picture. So Lord, lead us, help us, strengthen our hearts, transform us by your word in the name of Jesus. Let it be unto us a token for years to come in the name of Jesus. We thank you, our Father. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, and everyone says, amen. Praise God. How many of us are excited? Stretch, you know, has been stretched for the past few days, you know, and um, it's just interesting to see how far we have come. I want to start by thanking everyone who made Stretch possible, everyone who worked to make sure that we got to this point. I really appreciate it. But Stretch must not end without something very important praise god there is somebody that if i do not introduce you to or remind you of as the case may be for some of you it might be the first time you're really hearing about him for some others we just need to remember him all over again but it will be a failure on my part to not remind you of him it will be a failure of everything that we have done to not remind you of this one person. He is the aid for the pursuit. Without him, the pursuit would just be another race, another long journey that yields nothing. And I'm talking about no one else but the Holy Spirit. Many people have many things to say about him. I do not claim to have the best or accurate description of him. And that's the reason why everything I'll say about him today will be from the scriptures as Jesus had described. But I urge you by the mercies of God to open your hearts to him because he wants to be known. He wants to be honored. He wants to be regarded, recognized. He just doesn't want to be another guy around the block that you can decide when to follow or when not to follow him. He's a good God. And you see, the promise of the Holy Spirit speaks to many things in the life of the believer. So many things. But I want to start with a scripture in Acts 19. If you can please put up for me Acts chapter 19, verse 1 and 2. Acts 19, verse 1 and 2. If anybody can please put up that scripture for me. Acts 19, verse 1 and 2. Anybody who is there can please put up that scripture. Acts 19 verse 1 and 2. If you're there, please just put it up for me. Acts 19, 1 and 2. All right, I'm going to read it from here while we wait for someone to help us with putting that up. The Bible says that it happened 
that while Apollos was at Corinth, what happened? Paul, having passed through the upper regions, he came to Ephesus. Paul came to Ephesus and finding some disciples, what did he say to them? Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And so they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. This is an interesting conversation. And I, I bet you that if Paul were to show up in some of our churches today, some of our meetings today, where is Kike Lomo? Uh, where's, where's Joy? Where's Anike? If Paul were to show up, where's Demlade? Where's Zilo? Kike is in a church service. She's in a fellowship. Okay. Yes, right. she went to church. So, okay, thank you. So we can see that Paul comes to that church and he says, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, we have not so much as heard whether, I mean, we don't even know that there is a Holy Spirit to start with. And I bet it with you today that there are many places that if Apostle Paul showed up to today, this will probably be their answer. So my question is, have you heard that there is a Holy Spirit? Have you heard about him? Do you know who he is? Do you know what he represents? Do you know his purpose in your journey? Maybe all that you've heard about him is one side, tongues. Because that one is very popular. Acts chapter 2. People will speak so much about Acts chapter 2 and everything that the Holy Spirit represents to the early church. And they stop at tongues as all that there is to him. And how shortchanged we are, that that is all that we know about the Holy Spirit, tongues. Today, I came to ignite a desire in you for fellowship with the Spirit. Apostle Paul writes and he says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God. Because the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is seen in the love of God, right? Or is experienced through the love of God. and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. He says that the one thing that we need to continue in forever, that thing was not supposed to be to end a service, Stephanie. Okay? That scripture was not meant to end a service. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forever was not just supposed to end a service. Let's go and look at that scripture so that you will understand what I am saying. The primary purpose of the Holy Spirit is for fellowship. And I will teach you what fellowship is, if that is the only thing I can do today. Uh, I, will, I will try to do that today, if I can. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. Shubi, are you with me? Tosi, are you here? 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. Pastor Shima, are you there? Let's read it from verse 11. Now, Paul had been speaking to the church in Corinth in this particular book, and he's saying, this is the third time that I will come to you. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. I'm reading from verse one. I have told you before and foretell as if I were present the second time, and now being present, being absent rather, I write to those who have sinned before and to all the rest that if I come again, I will not spare 
since you seek a proof of Christ speaking in me, who is not weak toward you, but mighty in you. He says, for though he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by the power of God, for we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. Then he says, examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? He begins to introduce the possibility of God being in us. Are we together? And because at the time, the only part of the Godhead that these guys were familiar with was Jesus. He said, don't you know that Jesus Christ is in you? What he was saying here is that God is in you through the Holy Ghost. But since the only person in the Godhead you are familiar with is Jesus, he will be the reference point so that we do not start another conversation entirely. Are we together? Does it make sense to you? Miriam, are you on, on track? So he uses Jesus to introduce it to them. He says, don't you know yourselves that Jesus Christ is where? In you. He says, unless indeed you are disqualified. Meaning that if he is not in you, then you are disqualified. Then he says, but I trust that you will know that you are not, that we are not disqualified. Then he says, now I pray to God that you do no evil. Not that we should appear approved, but that you should do what is honorable, though we may seem disqualified amongst men. For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak and you are strong. And this also we pray that you may be made complete. Therefore, I write these things being absent, lest being present I should use sharpness according to the authority which the Lord has given me for edification and not for destruction. Pastor Yemi then, Pastor Yemi then he says, finally, brethren, farewell. He said, become complete. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. He said, greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. Then he says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, right? And the love of God and the communion or what many of us know as the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. It then means that one of the things that is supposed to be a continuum in the life of the believer is fellowship with the Spirit. Now, what is fellowship? Let's go to 1 John. Let's go to 1 John and try to dissect what fellowship is. So that, Timothy, uh, 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 when you hear fellowship with the Spirit, the first thing that comes to your mind is not tongues, Aisha. When you hear fellowship with the Spirit, yes, tongues are a way of, of stirring yourself up. But tongues are not the primary fellowship with the Holy Spirit or the primary purpose of fellowship. And let me say this to you, that fellowship with God is only possible through the Holy Spirit. For the Bible says in the book of Romans, if you can put up that scripture, he says that who can know the mind of a man except that man within, the spirit of the man? And who can know the mind of God except the spirit of God? It then means that for us to be fellows with God, so you see, fellowship is not that we gathered in your house and we are praying. No, that's not that's a, 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 an expression of fellowship. Because if we did not have, first of all, have fellowship with God through his spirit, if we gather at your house, we're wasting our time. So what makes that physical fellowship possible is that there is another fellowship that exists. 
which is the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, that Pastor Yemi will bring when he's on his way to that meeting, that Shubi will bring when she's on her way to that meeting. Why? Please drop the scriptures as I quote them. Zeno, that's the reason why the scripture says that every time you gather, each one should bring a hymn, a psalm, a word of comfort, is because by the reason of your own fellowship, you must show up with something. Oh God. Pastor Shion, do you understand what I'm talking about? Your own fellowship must be, it must be alive. There is a fellowship and that fellowship is not just time of prayer, Temisan. It's not tongues alone. Let's read 1 John chapter 1. Is anybody helping with the scriptures I just quoted? Those who live there, live ever and taught God. Thank you. For what, First uh, Corinthians 2, sorry, it's not Romans. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man, which is where? In him. And then he says, even so, no one knows the things of God. So, Aretutu, Aisha, we all have the same desire. And that desire is to be one with God, to be closer, to be better, to know the things of God. No, there is not just head knowledge. I can recite it. But no is a commingling. We have become one with it. So he says that even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. So if I'm ever going to become better at the things of God, I must be in fellowship with who? The spirit of God. Ah. Uh. That's why when Jesus was living in, in, in John 14 and John 15, he said, he said that the Holy Spirit, right? He said about him that he will teach you the things that he will remind you the things I have spoken. He will teach you of things to come. He will not speak of himself. So if you are going to grow in the things of God, you must be in fellowship with the Spirit of God. Jesus said about the Holy Spirit, he said, I will not leave you comfortless. So, Temisan, the comfort that comes from, the, from fellowship with the Holy Spirit is the comfort of knowing that I have God in me and with me. The comfort there is not to pamper or to pat your head. Oh. Aisha, when they say that someone is comforted, you know, when Paul says, I am even though I am in chains, I am comforted knowing this. What he's saying is that I might be suffering, but my comfort is that something is growing. You hear me? Our true comfortness or our true comfortedness is in the fact that where to turn in the day of, of need, we have it nearby. Do you understand? So when Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans, the difference between an orphan and a child with parents is not that they won't both go to school. They will both go to school. But one person has a father or a mother to return home to, to tell all the troubles from the day. Another does not. So when Jesus said, I would not leave you as orphans, he wasn't saying you will not go through trouble. He was saying that as I'm going now away from the flesh, you will still have a bridge, a, a, a pathway to still be with the father. Oh, do you understand that? That you will still have a pathway to be with the father. So he said, I will not leave you as orphans. He says, but the helper, thank you for that, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. No, Jesus had to tell you that the Father will send the Holy Spirit in his name. So he's telling you that when the Holy Spirit shows up, the Godhead is present. All three of them, Father, Son, and Spirit. Are you following me so far? So, look at what he says. 
1 Corinthians 2, 11, it says, For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. So we just also read 1 Corinthians 13, right? Where Paul, um, 2 Corinthians 13, rather, where Paul ended by saying, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Spirit be with you all. He didn't say be with your pastors. So the idea that one pastor has more Holy Spirit than you is a lie. If at all there is a, a greater manifestation of the Holy Spirit in anybody much more than you, it is because of what they exercise. Praise God. So what another person can do by the Spirit that you cannot do is not because you lack the Spirit, but one exercises that fellowship and another does not. So 1 John chapter 1, we're going to study here. Come on, are we together? Are we alive? Are we alive? Praise the Lord. 1 John 1. Let's go to 1 John 1. 1 John chapter 1. This is John, Apostle John writing and he says that which was from the beginning now let me teach you quickly here a healthy relationship with your bible stephanie when you are reading your bible and you see that which was from the beginning stop and ask yourself what did scripture refer to as that which was from the beginning john chapter one in the beginning was the word right and the word was with God. And the word was who? God. So when he says that which was from the beginning, he's referring to God. Even though he might be referring to things created or things done, it still points to God. So he says that which was from the beginning, which we have heard. He says we have seen it with our eyes. We have looked upon it even much deeper. And our hands have handled. Then he says concerning the word of life. He said, the life was manifested, that's Jesus. And we have seen and bear witness and declare to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. He says, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us, right? Now, this is where it starts to use the word fellowship. If I can you give me the meaning of the word fellowship? Dictionary meaning, simply put, if you find one, just put it in the chat. What does fellowship mean? So that we will understand as we go the purpose of this teaching. What is the meaning of fellowship? John said, we are teaching you these things, declaring these things so that you may have fellowship with us. So what is fellowship? What does it mean to have fellowship? If they say that you are a Mandela fellow or a Harvard fellow, what are they saying? They, they are saying you are in company of. They are saying you have affiliation to. Praise the Lord. Friendly association, especially with people who share one's interests. That's exactly the point are there. Is that common, commonness. So John said, the reason we are teaching you the things we have heard, the things we have seen, the things we have handled about the word of life, he said, it is so that you may have fellowship with us. And Pastor Sheon, you know that when he says, so that you may have fellowship with us, you might think that he's trying to exalt their fellowship. And they are exalting themselves as the superior Christians. But no, he said, the reason we ourselves even have fellowship, he said, and truly our fellowship is where? What did he say? With who? The Father 
and his son, Jesus Christ. So Toya see, we don't have a fellowship of our own. If at all we have any fellowship, it must, if you ever enter our fellowship, I'm not talking about our fellowship as a group, no. I'm saying if you ever enter where we are fellowshipping, if you ever enter our, our unit, our union, our formation, it must lead you to him. Do you understand that? That what you will find at the root of our fellowship is that we are only fellowshipping because we have fellowship with the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. Aretutu, do you understand that? So John said, we want you to have fellowship with us. But our fellowship is not our own fellowship. Our fellowship is with the Father and his Son, Jesus. So that's what true fellowship is. So when he says fellowship with the Spirit, or when he says, uh, uh, and, uh, and may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit will not take you outside of fellowship with the Father and the Son. So the Holy Spirit is beyond tongues. He is beyond all those manifestations that we see. We, we, if we had time today, we will teach him in those compartments, manifestations, gifts, fruits, all of those things. Yes, but you must know him as a part of the Godhead. You must know him as part of the Trinity and accurately so you must know him. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Are we still here? So why is he calling us to fellowship? Remember that the first scripture we read, Acts 19, verse 1 and 2, Paul got to a place. He got to, to Ephesus. And he found some disciples, Pastor Yemi, and he asked them that did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they answered that they have never even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Never. They said they never heard that there was a Holy Spirit. So why do I need to hear about the Holy Spirit? Why? Let's go to John 14. Let's read from verse 15. John 14 from verse 15. If you can open your Bibles, please, please do so. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you. How long? How long? Come on, help me now. How long? How long did he say that he will abide with you? So Temisan spoke about abiding, right? Now, who starts abiding first? Is it you or him? Who begins the abiding journey? Is it you or is it God? So you see that he is ready to abide with you forever. But will you show up? That's the question. Will you show up? He is here to abide for how long? Forever. Jesus said, another helper that he may abide with you. So abiding is a great portion of the pursuit. Because the Holy Spirit is here to stay, to abide forever. And he said, the spirit of truth, that's who he is. You must know him as the spirit of truth. He now said it this way. He said, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. He now said, but you, you know him for he dwells with you now as Jesus. And then Jesus now says he will be in you. He now said, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. 
I will come to you. So you see, the promise of the Holy Spirit started before he even told them, you know, go and wait in, in, uh, in, uh, in the upper room or where in Jerusalem until you are endued with power. He had already told them, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Then verse 19 says, a little while longer and the world will see me no more. But he said, you will see him. Because why? I live. You will live also. At that day, you will know that I am in my father and you in me and I in you. Still speaking about the Holy Spirit indwelling. He says, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him by the spirit. So you want to see manifestations, greater and more and more manifestations of the spirit. Keep his commandments, love him. He said, if you love him, he will love you and he will manifest himself. Now listen to what Judas said, not his character. Judas said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him and we will come to make our home with him. We will come to make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. Praise the Lord. He said, these things I have spoken to you while being present with you. He said, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you that what? I am going away and coming back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said I am going to the father. For my father is greater than I. Now listen, everything Jesus was saying here, he was referring to the Holy Ghost and to his return. Praise the Lord. Then he said, let's go to John 15. John 15. Verse 26 to 27. John 15, 26 and 27. And then we'll go back to the scriptures in the book of Corinthians that we read earlier. John 15, 26 and 27. It says, but when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. You see, there is nothing that the Holy Spirit is going to do outside of Jesus. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. He said that he is the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father. And he said he will testify of me. Now, this is the sweetest part of the work of the Holy Spirit. And why a lot of people miss it and are afraid. Is he the one? Is he not the one? Is he the one speaking? Is he not the one speaking? Look at what Jesus said about him. He said, and you also will bear witness. Because you have been with me from the beginning. What does that mean, Pastor Yemi? He said, you also will bear witness 
of what the Holy Spirit is saying because you have been with me from the beginning. It means that anyone who doesn't know or have an accurate understanding of Jesus and the things that he represents will struggle with fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Ah, oh. Many people see the Holy Spirit as an escape from Jesus. But Jesus said to you that you will struggle with him if you don't know me. Oh, Jesus said, you will bear witness. So if the Holy Spirit is at work and you cannot bear witness, it will be because you don't know the Lord. He said, you will also bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. So there was a portion of scripture in the book of Acts where the disciples or the apostles at the time, they said, it seemed good to us and to the Holy Ghost. They had grown to a point where they had had the words of Christ in them and the ways of the spirit within them that they could align their will and their decisions around him. So if you don't know Jesus accurately, you will struggle with fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Because every time Jesus spoke about the Holy Spirit, he tied it to himself. He said he will not speak of himself, but he will take from me and give to you. The Holy Spirit is not like you know, father and mother, maybe a child goes to the father and says, give me this. The father says, no, then the child now goes to the mother. The mother will now give you. No, they walk together. If you struggle with obeying Jesus, forget about the Holy Spirit. Forget about him. John, don't forget in First John 1 that we read now. He said, we are teaching you these things so that you may have fellowship with us. But guy, our fellowship is not with ourselves, but it is with the Father and the Son. It means that we cannot give you permission to do anything outside of what the Father and the Son they permit. So it is possible in the earth should be for us to arrive at a point where we are in so much fellowship with the Father and the Son that our agreement or disagreement in a matter, right, is the Father's heart about the matter. Oh. I'm sure many of you would have maybe spoken to someone like Tosin before, especially back in Nigeria, to say, oh, Tosin, want to do this for Pastor Ayo. I want to ask Pastor Ayo this, and she would just warn you, don't bother. Because me, I've warned her before that, you know, let me report them what they used to do one time. You know, there was a time that they knew my itinerary, they knew where I would be at any time. So, Someone can just call Tosin or Joy and say, oh, where's Pastor Ayo today? And I'll just be seeing strange people, you know. Let me not say strange people, but people at strange times. Let me put it that way. And I'm wondering, how did they know that I'm here? The only way they can know is the people I share fellowship with. They know. So they, initially, when we started to work together, they, they didn't know those, those boundaries. So they'll just tell, someone can just call Tosin and say, what's Pastor Ayo's shoe size? She open all her teeth and... I'll just be seeing shoe that I don't want. Whether they just the shoe, I don't know. You know, some, some people deliver food. You know? Tosi has cried many tears in this walk. No, no. Thank God Anika is not here because she would have scattered the comment section. You just send food from nowhere. Who you are who? That's what fellowship does. It makes you privy to the heart of a person, what they will permit and what they won't. So it got to a point where I didn't even used to know who is asking where I am or who wants to, because they had now learned that by the reason of fellowship, he doesn't want this, he doesn't want that, he will not agree to this. So there are things that if you ask them today, they'll tell you, don't even bother asking him. Don't go and ask me what I will eat. What's your business with what I want to eat? He said, let's go ask Pastor what to eat. Especially when we're on camp, you go and be packing food. You want to give me food to eat. What are you looking for? I mean, I don't mean it in a rude way. Oh, I, I, I know. 
those that know, they know why I'm saying what I'm saying. But John said, our fellowship is with the Father and the Son. So you can, as a pastor or as a leader, you cannot use me to bypass doing the will of God because my fellowship is not my of myself. If you have fellowship with me, it's not of me. We must together go through the litmus test, go through the fairy furnace of God. If God does not permit, no matter the authority I have on the earth, I cannot permit it. Many people, you know, my pastor was talking about earlier today how when someone comes to meet you and they say, the Lord said, this is my husband. That person did not come for counseling. The person came to give information. And that's why many of you get angry when you reach out and you say some things to me and I ask you, are you telling me for counsel or are you telling me for information? Because they are two different things. Some of you have made a decision to go with, you know, with people that will destroy you. And then you now come to the pastor for his blessing. Paul said to, to the church, he said, be careful who you lay hands on so that you do not partake in the sin of another. So let me say this as a warning to those of you who are leaders, who are pastors, that people come to for counsel and they come and ask you, should I date this boy? Tell them the truth for their life's sake. The Bible says not many of you should desire to be teachers because you will go through a more scrutinized judgment. So if you keep your mouth shut because you're trying to allude to their flesh and you just don't give your blessing to everyone no, because you will pay the price with your life. You must know these things. It's in scripture. It's, it's in scripture. Paul said, don't be quick to lay your hands. One girl, especially those of you that have been laboring on for a long time, you just come with one brother from somewhere. He's sagging his jeans. You know, they're not telling why my pastor's house. Then he quickly pulls it up. You now see that. We did this, I know. And luckily for you people, the person who sits beside me, if you know, you know. If I'm not discerning, she did this hand fire. If you bring Demo, we will find out. If you bring someone that is beating you, even if me, I don't catch it because I'm excited for you. Ah, finally, this girl will leave my coffers. I'm happy. Tosin is going. You know, there are some of you that if you come and tell me now that you have found somebody, I will just be dancing because I need to be relieved of your trouble. But if I don't discern it, I know somebody sits beside me. Who will discern it? And you are in trouble because me, my, I still speak with grace. So, you know, I still speak with a lot of grace. Some people don't know. How, they are not diplomatic. I, I won't mention names. Some people are not diplomatic. Me, I'm very diplomatic. Some people will tell you, boom, like, and, and when they speak, those people I'm speaking about, they are principalities in the highest order. When they speak, even me, I'm quiet. Do you understand that? I'm the pastor, but, you know, I still have authority over, you know. So, John said that our fellowship is not of ourselves. It is fellowship with the spirit with the father and the son because the father and the son do not collide they do not they do not negate each other so who am i to you know to to be giving you permission where god has not given it do you, do you understand what i'm saying to you so fellowship with the holy spirit will not negate anything in the scriptures and if you don't know jesus accurately you will struggle because jesus said about the holy spirit he will not speak of himself the holy spirit has nothing new to say Quote me anywhere. It's in your Bible. Let me read it to you again just in case you forgot or you are not sure of what I'm talking about. Look at what he said again. Um, John 14. Let's read verse 25 to 28 thereabouts again. Some of you, is, is the person I was talking about that you are thinking about. Don't hear the word, though. Share you hear. Let's read John 14, 25 to, uh, we'll read 25 and 26, then we'll go to John 16. 
He said in 25, he said, these things I have spoken to you. Why? Now, one of the beauties of scripture is that most times you are told why you are being told what you are being told. John would say, I, little children, I'm writing this to you so that you do not sin. This is first John chapter two. But if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the father, Jesus, the righteous. So Jesus too is now saying in John 14 that these things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, right? He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance, what? All the things that I said to you. So Zeno, the Holy Spirit doesn't really have anything new to tell you. Many of us, the mistake we make in the place of prayer is that we are thinking that the Holy Spirit manufactures his own rema, his own instructions. He doesn't. John 16, 13. John chapter 16, verse 13. We're going to read it from verse 5. I hope you are following. Because they've told us too many lies about the Holy Spirit. And now we have expectations of him that are inconsistent with his assignment. You know, when you are talking to someone at work and you ask them to do something and they say, oh, that's above my pay grade. They are indirectly trying to tell you this is not my job. It's not in my job description. So the Holy Spirit, don't put expectations on him that even the person that introduced him did not. It's just like someone introducing introducing Temusa now, who is a project manager. Then we now say, ah, he's also into plumbing. He can fix any pipe. The guy will just be looking at here. And that's what many pastors do. God, there is something Benjamin William Hastings said in his song, Agenda. He said, living water needs no hype. If it, it, God does not need to be hyped, Pastor Yemi. You, you see, God is so high, so magnanimous, so powerful, that there is nothing you can add to in him. There is nothing you can take from him. He doesn't need you to psych people. You know how you want to buy a product and they use the advert to psych you and say things that the product does not do. One product will clear acne. The same product will clear your nose. From, from phlegm. The same product will give you good eyesight. It's, not, it's, it's nonsense. It's in Lagos, in some bus stops that some of you are very familiar with. Some of you will even be at those bus stops again tomorrow and you will hear those loudspeakers speaking it. The Holy Spirit has a job description. Jesus, see, I don't care what any pastor has told you about the Holy Spirit. If it is inconsistent with what Jesus, it's like a relay race. Jesus ended his journey and wanted to pass the button to the Holy Ghost. He told us exactly what to expect from him. So if you place any expectation on the Holy Spirit that Jesus did not declare, you are wasting your time. And that's one of the reasons for fruitless efforts in our pursuit. Don't put an expectation on him. Jesus is the one who introduced him. You know, when some of us go to minister, especially in Nigeria, they don't really do it. They don't know how to honor people abroad. No, they'll just say, oh, a man of God from the city of Winnipeg, let's welcome Pastor Ayo. In Nigeria, the things you have never done, they will say, Oh, what a man of God with timber and caliber that makes the heavens to shake and the demons to quiver. You know, the man of power in this hour about to make the, the, the rain of heaven shower. They will be saying, oh, the things you have never done. He can raise the dead. He can heal the sick. Even those that are alive, he can make. And they will just, before they finish, you just sit down in your chair and just be praying, God, I beg. I don't want to tell Pastor Yemi to unmute, to tell you people some of the things we have heard when we go to minister in Nigeria. They will say all kinds of things. He's a psalmist and a palmist and a proverbial, proverbial, proverb. He's a this, he's a that. Living water does not need hype. Don't say anything. Just say, 
Look at the men of old, the God's general, Smith Wigglesworth. Those guys did not have any pedigree. They just knew the word of God. They stood by it. You didn't need to introduce him with any kind of hype. But when he steps on that pulpit, even the people knew that God had shown up. That's what we need. You have psyched the man of God to the point where when he shows up, he's now trying to live up to an expectation that was never his to bear. When we stand, oh God, when we stand for God, when we stand for God to teach the gospel, to preach, to deliver people, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, we are not standing for ourselves, but you, so you don't need to hype us. The moment you have overhyped me like that, you have put pressure on me because I'm, I'm a man, whether you like it or not. I'm a man. So you have hyped me. That's when I now start thinking of Rema, how to teach you about the cyclical movement of the sporadic systems of the mystic heavens. Of, I don't know that. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. That's what I know. I don't know that all those, you know, the movements of the heavenly beings and the celestial, I don't know any celestial body except for CCC headquarters in Makoko. That's the one I know. I don't know that. Paul said, when we came to you, did we do anything but preach Christ crucified? We, did we know anything amongst you save Christ? I have no other message. What does that song say? I need no other argument. I need no other plea. It is enough that Jesus died and that he died for me. The reason you are struggling to preach the gospel is because you think you always have to do something that will be mystical, dramatic. No, living water needs no hype. If it is truly God, you see, I said something two mornings ago when we were doing Fresh Dew that, sorry if I'm too fast, but I said something two mornings ago during Fresh Dew that when we, um, when we stand before God, right? I was talking about how that, Holy Spirit, help me, help me. Help me, sweet Jesus. Help me. I, I was talking about how we don't need too much, sincerely. And I said, let's put God to the test. Because when we're praying, I, did too, I might be the one leading the prayer, but I'm not the doer of the miracle. Even Jesus said, my father is the doer of the work. He said, my father is always at work. So me too, I work. So that my work and my father's work can align. And people on earth will see the results. Oh, it, 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 the prophecy about the pouring out of the Holy Spirit is where that song came from. Pour out your spirit, tongues of fire, signs up above, wonders on earth. I'm not the doer of the work. So we are both testing God when you call me to come and lay hands on the sick. If what he said in his word is true, don't put me under pressure. I, there's no power anywhere. He's in the word. When we get there, what we declare is that he bore himself our iniquities and has taken away the chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes you were healed. The Bible says, and we declare the word. If it did not work, it is not me. David said, you lead me in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. The moment the pride of people clapping for me that I did something powerful can get out of me, God is ready to do wonders through me. The moment the pride of, oh, what if I lay my hands and nothing happens? Eh, do you know how many times you will lay your hands and nothing will happen? So many. You better start laying hands now. Oh, I've laid my hands many times and the symptoms persisted. But what did we do? The Bible says Elijah prayed. Rain did not, he prayed again. Jesus too in Gethsemane. When he said, let not this cup pass over, he didn't pray once. The reason you want to pray once and let everything happen is because you want them to clap for you. We all have the same disease, but you must be conscious of it so that you can start to do better. It is unto you, not to me, not to us, oh Lord. That's your word. 
Your son is sick. You grab him. You lay your hands on him. You wake up two hours later. You find out he's still running the temperature. You lay those same hands again. If it starts to get overwhelming, call a brother, call a sister. Let's pray over this child together. Pastor Abolaji Adiola came, came to Winnipeg some, some weeks, uh, about a month or two ago. And some of you know his wife, uh, Moluwa Tiketike, that lady who is a Christian content creator. And he was talking about when they just had their baby. And the baby was just running a very high temperature in the, in the night. And his wife started frantically shaking. These are people who are believers. You will shake. I've shaken many times. Oh, those that are close to me, my family members, they know. Little things tick me off. So that's why I need to, that's why I said, some of you, I'm just reminding you to remember the Holy Ghost and what fellowship like with him should be. And he talked about how his wife was frantically shaking and he too, he was just already shaking before he now realized that, come number one, we live on the camp. Number two, I'm a man of God. Number three, we just finished some fasting and prayer. And I claim that I came out with something. Eh, let's put God to the test now. Who gave the child? Children at the head. If you know the scripture, worry. You will worry. Oh, I won't tell you that you will not worry. But if you know the scripture, the Bible says, let this word dwell richly. It will come to the surface when you need it. The reason nothing comes to mind when you are in trouble is because there is nothing inside. Remember that Jesus said he would he said you too you will bear witness when the holy ghost speaks so if there is nothing inside the holy ghost to be speaking you can't bear any witness and therefore can produce no fruit so get back in the world if you are really looking for fellowship with the holy spirit because the holy spirit only thrives where jesus is glorified same way jesus only has glory where his father is glorified and that's the reason why he did anything for your glory so when people say, don't sing songs like, for your glory, I will do anything. I agree with you. I understand your New Testament believing mind. But truly, Jesus did everything for the glory of God. So he said, he brought the child out and laid his hands on the child. And he prayed. And that was it. I love to hear testimonies like that. I went for a solemn assembly two weeks ago in this Winnipeg. I almost didn't go for that meeting. God bless my pastor, wherever he is. He dragged me. Make sure I came to that meeting. When I got there, if you hear testimonies, Pastor Yemi, you will know that we are playing. We are still talking about headache. Who is, who is talking about headache? They said somebody had an accident. She crossed the road and her cranium was bust. And the doctor said, if at all she comes out alive, she will not walk. She will not be able to drive. They said the person is about to celebrate this 75, this February or something. This is 25 years later. Omo, get up. Your fellowship with the Holy Spirit can make much, make much to happen. Oh, there's no fire in my church. You, is there fire in you? Oh, the youths in my church, I feel like I'm the only one. What are you doing? If all you are doing is complain and condemn me, I don't want to hear it. Just be quiet. Don't say anything again. Don't say anything again. Ah. Let me tell you my greatest regrets right now, my greatest pain right now is that I just realized that I got to a point where I started to feel like I have done a lot. Omar, I checked my books. The things God said, half of them have not happened and I'm chilling. Chilling for what? I told myself I don't want to enter any city again. Whether I entered for fun fair or I entered for relaxation or for ministry, I will not come out of any city without leaving an impartation. It should never happen again. It should never happen again. I enter a city for three days. Give us two hours. Let's preach. Whether we are preaching to believers or unbelievers, it's the same thing. We must ignite the fire. 
I went to that solemn and said, I heard testimonies. Hey! Test you know what they call testimony? Not all these testimonies that we say, eh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but we're bringing the hammer hard tonight. I know you got a car because you prayed for three weeks, fasted and prayed for God to provide for you to get a car, and I'm happy that you got a car. I'm happy for the new five-bedroom that you just bought. I'm very happy for you. But the exploits are greater than that. There are nations perishing. People who will never become anything. And what you are celebrating is a car. Except that that car will drive you to where you are going to preach. I don't want to hear about it. There's more. Paul went to Ephesus. We read that scripture now. He had to call them. He must have seen something, Pastor Sheo. He must have seen something in their manner of behavior. He must have seen that their faith was not complete. Do you understand what I'm saying? He must have seen that their operations were, they were doing well, but there was something lacking. So the Bible says that he called them and he said to him, were you baptized in the Holy Ghost? Because there was a portion of the work, Miriam, that he knew that was only possible with those who have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He knew. He knew. So he called them. He said, were you guys baptized in the Spirit? They said, we have never even heard that there is anything like the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says, what did Paul do? He, 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 the Bible says he began to teach them. He baptized them. You are who will not know the Holy Ghost. Are you joking? Let me read what he did to you. And then we'll come back to this John 16. I mean, to yeah. I, I don't forget what I'm teaching, but I, I had to make that detour to bring us to remembrance. Where's that scripture? Acts 19. Let's go back there. Acts 19. I'm on this, this year, next year. People should be ready to be buying tickets every month. Anywhere you are, come to the UK. We'll teach you three weeks. After that, let's hear how many people you two you have now gone to teach. Because the word of God is now lacking in church. We're trying to allude and appeal to everybody's flesh, what they like, fun fair. Someone told my pastor that she doesn't really like the church because we don't go out for bowling. I hope my pastor is not listening. Bowling. Bowling. The city that we live in, this Winnipeg, this Winnipeg that many of you call a village, God will forgive you. I hope you know that there was a time that it was called the crime capital of this nation. And somebody is bothered about going for bowling. You can bowl anyway. See, I'm not saying don't bowl. I like to play and I love to, those of you that know me very well, you know that, you know, I'm, you know. But let us put on the front burner the things that need to burn fast. Do you understand that? Put on the front burner the things that need to burn fast. I talked to a, a lot of young... It, it's just recently, if I, since I left you guys, you know, I, I've not really been engaging. I've just been enjoying myself. It's just recently I started engaging again with, you know, young people like we have back home. And I started realizing that the problem is uniform. It's the same everywhere. It's the same. These people have never heard certain things. Wait, Titi is not here. Pastor Yemi, we bless God for our heritage. The things that we knew when we were 17, 18, and meeting people that are 25, they've never heard it. They've never. No, it's not as if we were serious then, but at least we were hearing something. There's some people in their youth church that youth church is just party. Our own youth church. I will never forget 2010, 2011. People who opened their homes. They were just, they just got married. They just got married. 
Tosomiwa just got married around that time. We were having vigils as youth old was I. We were having meetings. When I see people, there are people that till I die, I will respect them and the labor. They didn't have any special title. They, they just knew that these young people, we will not give up on them. We will sit in their house hours. We will pray. David said, one generation shall tell of you to the next. If the generation that comes after me knows nothing about God, nobody should blame them. They should come and blame me and you. If they know nothing, heard nothing, it's not, our, it's not their fault. Because Romans 10 says it. How can they hear if they are not taught? And how can we, we even teach if we are not sent? And what, does, what qualifies us for sending? Is it not the mark of the Holy Ghost? That's what qualifies us to be sent. Don't me. Enough of just staying and just enjoying God to yourself. Just being there. Just chilling. Is it convenient? I will never forget one year. The first year that I led camp in the youth church back home. This will, this will be maybe 2015 or 16. One thing. Let me tell you what happened that night. I don't know if Titi remembers. Maybe Mike went off or something. And do you know the question that my leader asked me? He asked me, do you want the youth church to die in your time? That question carried me for the next five years. So when, when, when you saw the passion with which I was doing certain things, there was a question that was burning in my head. It wasn't bowling. It wasn't, will you take them for fun fair? It was, will it die in your own hands? Will it die? Will you have something to pass on? That was what was, Titi, if I, maybe I should apologize now for the days I was hard on you guys. But that was the question that was running in my head. Pastor Emi, you know now, there were weeks when we were in that building. Monday to Sunday, back to back, there were days we slept there. And there were people who would just show up on Sunday morning. They didn't know what we were doing. They didn't know what had happened. Let's get back into labor. And I'm saying this especially to those of you who have traveled abroad and have just become... Some people, some of you traveled abroad. Nobody knows you have ever served in any church. You are just flexing. You have pierced everywhere. Piercing local echo. You have pierced everything in your body. Stomach. No, I will say it next time. Don't join. But I will play my own part. You have pierced the upper part of your eyebrow. You have pierced the, the okay tea. You are That's the only thing that you're concerned about. To look trendy. But when you stand before him, what will you say? We preach the gospel to people and stop at the fact that Jesus has ascended. We don't tell them that he's coming back. With a winnowing fan, he's coming back again. We don't tell them that he will ask you if you played your part. I was talking to one of the young guys at church last week and I said to him, the reason I'm intentional about you now is that I don't know where, if I will be here in the next six months. So that when Jesus comes to meet me at the end of this season and he should ask me, did you do anything while I kept you in that place? I will be able to say, hey, at least I did something. I'm talking especially to those of you who have traveled. You think you have arrived there. Eh? I'm now chilling. I'm in a land of milk and honey. Nigeria is this. There's no light. Look at how I'm chilling. If you do not use the blessedness of where you are now to the advantage of what God has called you to, I promise you it's not a curse. God will ask you. You have a big house. All you use it for, Instagram. Okay, me chilling today, making some broccoli salad and some chicken with eggs, blah, 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 blah. blah. You finish, then you now 
put off the tripod and eat. You go and eat beans. After lying to us on Instagram, gather young people in your house. Gather young people in your house and teach them the ways of God because they will not know. Let me tell you, the world is more intentional about preaching than the church. They will do everything to communicate their ways to the new generation. They will do it on social media. They will do it through programs, through things. We, we will sit down and be waiting for latter rain. No, you can trigger the rain. Go and ask Elijah. You can trigger it. Paul asked them, he said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They said to him, we have not so much. Let me read it in a newer language for you so that it will be clear. It happened while Apollos was away in Corinth. Paul made his way down through the mountains and came to Ephesus. And happened, the Bible says Paul happened on some disciples there. The Bible says the first thing he said was, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Did you take God into your mind only? Or did you embrace him also with your heart? He said, did he get inside you? They replied, we've never even heard of that. A Holy Spirit, a God within us. He said, how were you baptized then? Asked Paul. They said in John's baptism. Look at what Paul said in verse 4. He said, that explains it, said Paul. John preached a baptism of radical life change so that people will be ready to receive the one coming after him. Who turned out to be Jesus? If you've been baptized in John's baptism, you are ready now for the real thing, for Jesus. And they were, as soon as they heard of it, the Bible says they were, they were baptized in the, in the name of the master Jesus. Paul put his hands on their heads and the Holy Spirit entered them. The Bible says from that moment on, they were praising God in tongues and talking about God's actions as a key part of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If you are truly baptized in the Holy Ghost, we will know. They said he was, they, were, they went about talking about God's actions. All together, there were about 12 people there that day. So should we look, there were not 100. Oh. Young ministers like me, if the meeting is not 300 people, we don't want to go. Ask Pastor Yemi the kind of, the kind of, I will never forget the first day that I went to, what's the name of that place? Uh, after Yanukwaja. Hey, let me tell you, you know, there are some places, eh? They will say, when you get there, you need a bike. There are some places that the bike will tell you, I cannot go there. When I got there that day, there were maybe six people there. I won't lie to you, my flesh was grieved. That I came this far for only six people. I'm trying to remember the name of that area. It's after Yanokwaja. Kai. Aboru. Yes, Aboru. Those of you that know those places, if you know where Aboru is, you will know what I'm talking about. When I got to the place, there was no, there was no light, Pastor Sheung, in that place. There was no light. There was no light. We didn't, should be, we didn't use light as an electricity for that meeting. They sat in a circle. I was in their midst. You know, the Bible, when the Bible says God was in their midst, they did not. I just stood in the middle of like six people. There was, there, there was no fancy microphone. Oh, but was God saying? Let me tell you. Pastor Emi will bear me witness. The meetings that we have gone through that are small, just a few, we, we had more impact because there was no pressure to impress. There was no pressure to live up. We, we would just go there in the power of God, do what we want to do. We will run away, straight up. I will never forget that journey. 
Oh, yes. Thank you, Pastor Emi. One of my, I know some of you know Tito, the writer on Instagram now. She's actually a, a big sister of mine. I've known her for a while now. Long, 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 long ago. She's my, my, my classmate in uni. is her younger brother. So she started a meeting for children between the ages of, I think, five and maybe 15. Children and teenagers. And they will meet in her house. They, and her husband just got married. That was her first house at the time. They just got married then. This was about four years ago, if I remember correctly. And so she called me one day. I went for the meeting and I taught. I taught on the Holy Ghost, actually. And then she said, you have to come back again. So I knew I cannot go alone. That day that we went, myself and Pastor Yemi, we had a vigil in the youth church. So he first of all came to me. Ah, Pastor Yemi suffered in my hand, to be honest. He will carry keyboard on his head. Wherever it is, doesn't consign me, he will come. And we went to Falagoro for that meeting. Come and see children getting baptized in the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about children. The other day in church here, yeah, they say we should lay hands on people to be filled with the Holy Ghost. The person that was holding open eye and was looking at me like this, that you are going to disgrace you for here today. But children with open hearts, after teaching them, come and see outbreak of the Holy Ghost. Cool. Some of you are called to those children. If you neglect them, and they grow up in rebellion against God. God will ask you. God will ask you. I'm telling you. Those children. Take them seriously now. Because if the world captures them before you. The work you will do. My pastor says something. That it is better to. I will look for, for, for those words. But basically what he always says. Is that it is better to train the young ones now. Than it is to try to, you know, to, to redeem them much later. It's better to capture them now than to be trying to do a retrieval mission. Retrieval missions are dangerous. Go and ask people that are doing it. Go and try to preach to a pastor's kid who is broken now. You will know. You will know. Paul realized that these people had never even heard about the Holy Ghost. Talk less of walking with him. What did he do? He said, that's the problem. We have to get you guys. We have to get you. Look, see, let me, let me read another verse in that scripture to you. Verse 8 to 10. The Bible says, you know, I, I stopped at there were about 12 people there, right? Verse 8 now says, Paul then went straight to the meeting place. He had the run of the place for three months. Doing his best to make the things of the kingdom of God real and convincing to them. It is what? I was still telling you two days ago that I'm too busy now. Walk this. People should retire me. Let's just do this thing one time. I'm telling you every day. Just retire me. But we have to maintain that skin. And it's not my skin I'm talking about. So It's okay. Let's preach the word of God. Praise God. Now, the Bible says that Paul, doing his best to make the things of the kingdom of God real and convincing to them. But then the Bible says resistance began to form as some of them began spreading evil rumors through the congregation about the Christian way of life. So Paul left, taking the disciples with him, and he set up shop in the school of Tyrannos. Now, the school of Tyrannos, if you listen to Pastor Chris Delvan very well, he does it now. In fact, that was the first name of his ministry back then. He called it the school of Tyrannos. And why did he call it the school of Tyrannos? He called it the school of Tyrannos because of this reason. Let me read it to you in NKJV. Um, ta, 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 ta. 
Okay, so the Bible says that um, God walked, da, 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 verse 8, sorry. He, but when some of them were hardened and did not believe, spoke evil of the way before the multitude, he departed from them and withdrew with the disciples, reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannus. And this continued for two years, so that all who dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Pastor Sheon, listen to what they said that Paul did. He first stayed for three months, boldly preaching. Then some crazy people rose up amongst them and were misbehaving. What did Paul do? Paul took the people that were serious amongst them. He gathered the serious people, took them to a place and called it the school of Tyrannos. Or it was called the school of Tyrannos. And the Bible says they were meeting daily. Verse 10 says this continued for two years. Miriam, it means that for two good years, Paul was just teaching. Teaching, the Bible says, all who dwelt in Asia. If we start a work like that, Miriam, in Birmingham, and we are teaching every day, everybody in Birmingham will at least hear about what we are doing. If we are teaching, when, when this started, we are doing just every Friday. Oh, you know what happened at some point now. I don't miss the glory days because the glory days are not behind. They are ahead. But we have had some really glory days if you know what I'm talking about. And we must reignite that fire all over again. The Bible says this continued for two years. You think time is on your side. TCC has been in existence for eight years old. Pastor Shem, if you think about it very well, when we started, it didn't seem like it to last one year. We're just reading the Bible now. There was nothing special to it. But look at how continuing has made instruction. When you continue, more instruction comes. But when you handle it with laxity, just leave it anyhow. Just leave it. Eight good years. A child that was born in 2016 when we started, by now should also be able to teach people that are five. Eight years. Do you know what an eight-year-old can do? My niece is three. I know what she does to me. So imagine an eight-year-old in the hand of God. So this was what Paul did to people who had never heard about the Holy Ghost. And I said, why do you think he had to teach them all over again? It was because if you have heard about Jesus, but not the Holy Ghost, that alignment cannot be correct. So Paul said, we need to reteach you everything so that now you begin to see Jesus from the Spirit as well as the Spirit in line with Jesus. So we have to teach you all over again. Get back into your Bible, my brothers and sisters. Don't get excited by teachers who teach anything but, but the word. I'm telling you, it is exciting to hear somebody say, you will get a lot this week. I can say it too. I can switch to, to doing that. But it won't profit you anything. I promise you. What the work of the Holy Spirit really is, is to transform. So John 16, we're tying it together. If I caught you by the wig, sorry about that. Next time, use original glue to hold your wig. John 16. John 16. Remember what I was talking about before we got here. I was talking about the pedigree, the job description of the Holy Spirit. This is a message I'll never get tired of teaching. I've taught it before and I'll do it all over and over again if I have the chance. 
you know, it doesn't take new Rema to transform a life. Oh. Tribu was telling me something two days ago or so that um, there are messages that she knows that I can never stop preaching in my life. And honestly, it's true. If you have followed me consistently enough, you know that everything I taught in church this year, is, there was nothing new. If you, if, if you have been around for a while, you will know. I did not teach anything I've never taught before. There is no, no new anything anywhere. Let me read something I wrote in church to you today that became my comfort. My pastor said, pastors are not trendy people. We have a body of truth, a curriculum with which we must feed the flock. So if you're angry that I keep teaching the same thing, Paul said, to repeat the same thing to you is not burdensome to me, but it is for your own good. Because we forget. Truth be told, we do forget. Another thing I wrote, let me tell you today, is that a pastor is supposed to be a broker of gifts. Meaning that if there is any gift inside of you that God has put, part of my assignment is to stare until it shows up on the surface. To ignite it. If I get two people who will come back one month after stretch and tell me that they are better for it, oh, glory to God, I'm happy. Glory to God, I'm happy. And I'll say this, anybody that will be angry should be angry, but it's the truth. Look at the number of people that the moment the link was out, they just clicked it, they joined the WhatsApp group. If you remember the first thing that I said on the first day of stretch is that I like to manage expectations. I know everybody will not make it to every session. I know some people will not even come for anyone. They will just join for the rave of it. And it's good. Honestly, well, God knows how many we are on that group. Everybody just click the link, join, 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 join. And that doesn't mean they are not growing spiritually. Don't, don't quote me wrong. But I like to manage expectations. If it's only two people that I will check in on two months from now, that will tell me, Thank God that we did stretch and that we taught the things we taught in that season. When I am happy, I'm fulfilled. The people who taught this year, some of them have never said anything on TCC as far as teaching goes. Boma taught the other day. Timisan taught, I mean, Timisan has been an OG anyway. Timisan no get problem. Ianu taught powerfully yesterday. Who else taught for the first time this year? Who else? Well, there were, I think, three people. Who else? So by 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 Kike Kike taught also for the first time this year. By the time we are doing anniversary in April, year eight, eh? By the time we are doing that, Fiona taught as well this year. There was a time that if we are doing hundred days, it's only me. Then some people started helping me. Mary and Pastor Shion should be, you know, I don't want to go back to those days where it's only me that will be preaching for like twenty days straight. Because the true measure of my assignment is how many others I have raised, though. Paul told Timothy, he said, the things that you have heard and seen me do. He said, commit it to other faithful men. So it's pride and foolishness that makes one man stand and want to do everything. Hey, Shubi, don't, don't start. I'm not teaching every day again. Except we start a new work. Then maybe like Paul, for the first one year, I would do everything. But yeah, this TCCO, no. Never again. By now. What did Paul say? He said, you yourselves by now ought to have become teachers. By now. Don't kill me. There are other people that are placing a demand on my life. As I am like this, there are some countries that if I enter now, 
they might steal my passports. I don't want to mention names, but they are here. They came to spy me. Some people have been threatening me that they will just steal, so I can't go anywhere. So you people need to grow up so that if it happens, you people will be fine. Do you understand that? Praise God. John 16. John 16. I, I hope you people are hearing everything I'm saying. No? Uh, thank you, Yanu. To make me say that thing again. Now, what my water is supposed to do for you is to show you that there is a river somewhere that you too you can tap from. I'm not giving water here again. I will just show you where the river is. If you go, your business. If you don't go, and let it even be evident in your local church that you are hearing something. Next week, when is your turn to preach Bible study or preach Sunday school? Don't say, ah, no, I don't want to preach. You should take both. Some of you, you will just be coming here, be listening. Your church, the same behavior. Carry the, even, see, I don't mind if you go and plagiarize everything you heard in one session of stretch. Go back to your church and say it back, oh, ha. Because if it is not my message, if it's the message of Christ, everybody has access to it. Everybody. It's not my message, so do with it whatever you want. Don't walk away from it. Go. Preach. You to go and volunteer yourself. Say, Pastor, today I will do Bible study. Relieve your pastors of stress. Pastors are dying. A lot of pastors, their health is not in order. Why? They will go to church. They will finish preaching. You, before the pastor is coming down from the pulpit, you are already waiting for him. Pastor, I want to see you. With your tiny hand. Then you now stand there. The pastor that is tired. That's why some pastor's wives are always eyeing some of you. Because you don't let their husbands rest. And the woman will be getting half-baked love at home because the man is physically tired. He cannot do what he's supposed to do. Some of you, after service, Pastor, can I see you, sir? And guess what? The painful thing is that it's the same matter you have been talking about for two years. How you are dating unbelievers, some of us. That's the same thing for two years, three years. The same thing. You want to kill the man. Then the man gets home. His children are jumping on him. He's pushing them. He's not a wicked man. You are the wicked. You are the one killing the man. It was you. Some some of you, ordinary Jews, you have never given your pastor. Never. It's not, I'm not speaking for myself. Oh, the people that love me, love me. There are people that they've never forgotten me in their lives. So don't me, I'm okay. Oh. My babe takes care of me. Very good care of me. So I'm fine. But... Take care of your local church pastors. Take care of your local church pastors. I'm begging you. Every Sunday, pastor, I want to see you. You have never come with a gift bag. Pastor, I bought this. You have never. The Bible says that you should not muzzle the ox while it is treading the corn. He said, give to those who labor over you double honor. He said, especially those who labor in word and in deed. If you think I'm saying this because I've been teaching, that's your business. I'm telling you, go back to your church and go and be be behave yourself. If there's anybody who has been laboring in the world, go and... Don't... <sighs> if it's to buy gifts, some of you, you already... You saved January salary to buy Valentine gifts. You have never bought anything for your pastor before. Meanwhile, the boy you are planning to buy Valentine gifts for, he's, he's, he has already contacted three different surprise companies for three different girls. You are just one of them. Then they will come to your house and use trumpet to disturb all your neighbors. You have never done anything. That's why the pastor's wife will be eyeing you. Eyeing you. You say, the woman doesn't like me. Maybe she thinks, she doesn't think you want to steal her husband. 
You are not even you are not even her husband's type, and she knows she's not insecure about that. She's just troubled because you are troubling her husband. I've never been, you have never said, Ah, Pastor, what can I do for you? Pastor, how can I help you? Some of you, after service, your pastor finished preaching. You do, let me tell, ask anybody that preaches. Preaching for 30 minutes, one hour. When you come down, your throat is dry. Some of you will not even give the man water before you start talking about your problem. Water you can't give him. A pastor, take. Festo, some of you, this, this next week Sunday, buy a pack of Festo wells. Take it to church. Give, you don't even need to tell your pastor. Give it to the hospitality unit. That every Sunday, when pastor is going up, give him. You can make that part of your, of your assignment in the church. Face to work. Pack of water. You tell them these packs of water, 50 packs is for pastor. Put it there. Just go there. Feed, 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 feed. You are not even producing results. That's the painful thing. You're just feeding. No result. That's not life, oh. Some of you, as you are like this, if your pastor tells you to buy tissue paper on Sunday, on Monday morning, the first message you will wake up, tissue paper of 100 naira or 150, the first message you will wake up to on, on Monday morning is, Pastor, should I send my account number for 150? For 150. Then if he doesn't reply, you will now send, Pastor, are you there? For 150. You bought ordinary... Uh, hand wash for the toilets in church. They will not hear words. Can I send my account number? Or is it cash you want to give me? I've been in church. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Better behave yourself. Let me even say this so I know you don't like it, but I will say some of you, you are the ones that use the toilet in church most. You have never bought ordinary air freshener. Air freshener. You have never bought it. Let's be real with ourselves. It's not paper that they used to run ministries. It's not paper. Some of you in one service, you God knows where you went to on Friday and Saturday. In one service, you have gone to the toilet like 10 times. For air freshener you have never bought. And wash you can't buy. Some of you owe the church. You know that thing they used to scrub. I won't tell you why you owe them, but you owe the church that thing. I don't know if we should even post this message online before they start looking for me. The Bible says, give double honor to those who labor in word and in doctrine. Go and ask people that preach, that teach. The physical strength that is exerted from preaching, I'm telling you, is as good as playing one half of a football game or, or even the two. Or even the two. You will be exhausted, tired, it's a lot of work. When Jesus said virtue has come out of him, you think he was joking. That's someone that just touched him. Some of you can post your pastor on WhatsApp. My pastor is the best. You have never shown him indeed before. Never. Oh, my, my pastor, they preach fire. Ordinary shirt you cannot buy. Some of you, let's even, let's even say your pastor does not want to take anything from you. Buy something for his children. Pack of juice. Ah, mommy, I brought this for the children for school. If they don't drink it, it's not your business. But do something. I'm teaching you cultures. Not just the word. Not just spirit, 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 spirit. And you have no character. The word of God is supposed to transform everything in you. Everything. Some of you cannot inconvenience yourself for anything, for anybody. Oh, I, 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 
Me, I don't have time for that. Oh. If your pastor says he doesn't have time for that, will you still be alive? Will you? If I tell you the time of the day that some people call me, Anyway, the people that have the mind to call me at that time, they are not, they are not terrible people. So, because I was about to call somebody's name, but I see that she has joined. So, I don't want her to come and fight me today. But I will still cast her because today we have free, free flow. You know, Joy. I love Joy. Joy, I love you very much. Joy, you know, will call me. One very funny time. And this is what I will hear on the phone. That's all. That's what you just hear. That's what you just be hearing. The problem is that have the time. She don't get problem. She just wants to stress my life. There are some people that just call me because they are just thinking this guy is probably chilly. Let's just disrupt his day. Joy is one of them. Joy, what's the problem? I said, I have nothing, Jerry. I'm just tired. I'm just tired. Tired of what? The next morning, Joy will be the first person to send me a funny joke. First person. She don't, she don't have one single problem. Some other people whose names I will keep secret, those ones will not say anything. You will have to reach the heavens, the seventh heaven, the seventh heaven to know that something is wrong with them. At least people were here about four weeks ago when we were praying one Friday. And I said, Tosin, what's wrong with you? Do you people remember? She didn't say anything. No. I had to go and call her for almost one hour, begging this girl. Begging. I really, really pity some people's husband. What's the problem now? What happened now? Kilo Shele now? Then when you now say, oh, I have a meeting now. That's when you now hear, eh, is he not my boss? Anyway, this year, change. 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 Just change. Do better. Let it be evident that God is working in you. Feel pride. Some of you, you can join every unit in church. But any unit that requires you serving, as in actually serving, Mbano, you won't do it because you are too big. If there is a gap, a need in your church, I cannot tell you how many units I am currently in church. I can't tell you. It's not because of, but there's a need. The day somebody joins and I'm out of there. If there's a need, feel it. Pastor Yemi is here. One of the things I'm sure that TYC doesn't lack right now is a pastor that can do everything. If the mic show off, he knows what to do. If water is leaking down our bathroom, he knows what, why? Because that's what we were doing. There's, if, I'm sure if I still come today, I still know my way around that place. I'm very sure. Except you people have renovated the whole thing, but I still know my way around it. There was nothing we were not doing. When we wanted to change the wallpaper, we were there. We measured it together. We even fell down. They even stole somebody's phone. New phone. He just bought the phone. They, they moved it. Some people are sown into this thing. You know? So when you see God doing certain things with them, I promise you, is not because they are favorites. They say, ah, nobody does anything special. It's a lie. If they, people do special things, oh, forget that lie. People do special things. Ah, go and ask Titi how many sleepless nights. Go and ask her. People do special things, oh, forget that thing. God does not forget your labor. He doesn't. 
You see some people operating in so much grace. Some of them paid for it with labor. So God will give them certain impartations just because of that. Just because. People do special things for God though. Don't be deceived. God looks on the heart. If your heart is right, we will see it in your action. God sees my heart. It's a lie. We, we can't see it. Okay, let's even say God sees your heart. Me, I can't see it. Show, show, show working, show proof. Let's, let, let there be evidence. Just enter church, hear the word. We walk out. Some of you have never rearranged the chair. In your chair, ordinary chair, you have never rearranged it. Let's talk about the job description of the Holy Spirit and let's go. John 16 from verse 5. John 16 from verse 5. John 16 from verse 5. The Bible says, But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, Where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin, number one. And of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. He says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when the spirit, when he, the spirit of truth has come. Number one, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. Verse 14. He will glorify me. For he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. So you see here that Jesus, Jesus, he instituted the work of the Holy Spirit in all these things. He said, this is who he will be. This is what he will do. And John has shown us that what we need to have with him is fellowship. When you say someone is your fellow, it means you are, you are one with him. You have a relationship with him. There is something that connects you with him. There is something that makes you and him together. You have fellowship with the Spirit. If there is anything that you need for the pursuit from everything I've shared tonight, you need to come into fellowship with the Spirit. No one knows the mind of God except the Spirit of God. No one. So if you want to know the mind of God, you need the Spirit of God. If you want it, if you want to know God, if you want to be in tune with God, you need the Spirit of God. And you need to know Jesus. You need to know him well. You need him. You need him. Let's read that scripture. 1 Corinthians 2. 
First Corinthians 2. Let's read it from verse 6. From verse 6 to 12. Or from verse 6 to, read 6 to 16. And we'll pray. First Corinthians 2 from verse 6 to 16. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. As it is written, listen to this, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. This is a scripture we always quote, that nobody knows what God will do. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard. But listen, verse 10 says, but God has revealed them to us. How? Through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. So it means the things that eye has not seen or ear heard is not the experience of a man who is in fellowship with the Spirit. It says, For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of, him, of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. It says, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world. I love this verse so much. But the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So even those things that, to, that have never been heard, that have never been seen, are things that God has freely given, but no one could see them because no one was in the spirit, because those things were hidden in God. But now that we have received, verse 12, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is from God, we might now know, now we can know the things that God has freely given to us. And I said, these things we also speak, Why? Not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual, right? But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But he ends by saying, we have what? The mind of Christ. Tell your neighbor, I have the mind of Christ. Tell yourself, I have the mind of Christ. Tonight, I came to in introduce you or to invite you afresh to fellowship with the Spirit. To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. That's what the Bible says. Romans chapter 8, verse 6 to 11. To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded says, the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither can it be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. He says, but you are not of the flesh. You are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. 
Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. But, it says, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body. So the only way to put to death the things of the flesh is to be in the spirit, is to do it by the spirit. It says you will live. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer it with him, that we may be glorified together also. Tonight, I want us to pray. Thank you for adoption by the spirit, Lord. Thank you for adoption by the spirit. Help me, Jesus. Help me to be in fellowship with your spirit. Help me to be in fellowship with your spirit. Help me to not be carnally minded, but to be spiritually minded. For now I know and I'm reminded that to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Come on, ask the Lord to help you. It says we have not received the spirit which is of this world, but we have received the spirit which is from God so that we may know all the things that have been freely given. What did you learn about the Holy Spirit today that you need to pray in? That you need to press in prayer in? What did you learn about him today? Have you been expecting from him things that are not his business, that are not his job description? Have you? Tonight, he came to correct our knowledge of him so that we can walk with him better. So that we can have complete fellowship, the true kind of fellowship. Fellowship with the spirit. Lord, help us to fellowship with you through your spirit. Help us, Lord, not to neglect the fellowship of the spirit. Help us, Lord, to depend on your fellowship, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. Jesus, would you help us? Would you help us tonight? For us to continue and be successful on this pursuit, Lord, we need to fellowship. We need to be in fellowship with you. We don't want to be in fellowship with the flesh or with the things of this world. To be in fellowship with means to have affinity, to be connected to, to, to be locked in with the flesh and the things of this world. But Lord, help me to be in the spirit, to mind the things that are of the spirit. Lord Jesus, help me. Lord, help me to mind the things that are of the spirit. Help me. Come on, you heard every other thing that was spoken about tonight. Ask the Lord to help us to be better. Let it not just be words heard, but let it be transformation in our lives. In the name of Jesus. And if you are here, you have never been baptized in the Holy Ghost. I believe that it is possible right here, right now. If you are here, you have neglected fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Tonight, I just pray for you by the Spirit that that fellowship is restored in the name of Jesus. Mary and Pastor Shion Shubi, if you can unmute, let's pray in the Spirit together. 
and let's just cause a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost upon each one. Oh, Bredo Gaziz, Alabraham, Regediso, Fregedi, Bragabante. The Lord, you will baptize us afresh into the things of the Spirit. For the Spirit, yes, is the only one that can invite us to the things of God. Even to this pursuit. That that image, even the very image of God, Abambo Bolibiaba, Jegedundo Zaveria Gaboro Goverige Diezuzu Veregete, Jambra Cabronda Galibra Ande Bregedia Progovregediza Zamakaba. Pastor Yemi Shubi, Pastor Sheo Miriam, can you unmute and let's pray in the spirit? Emisan, let's pray in the spirit. Let's join. And if anyone here wants to pray together, you just want to reignite that fellowship in the spirit, that the Lord will reignite something in our hearts, fresh baptism. To follow on in the spirit. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 5 verse 25. It says if you walk in the spirit. Then keep in step with the spirit. Says the spirit of God. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. The Lord, you will help us. You will help us, Lord Jesus. You will help us, Lord Jesus. Let there be fresh baptisms, Lord Jesus. Lord, it is not supposed to be all talk. Let there be manifestations of the baptism. Let there be manifestations of the spirit. Let there be a fresh spirit immersion in the name of Jesus. Let the Holy Ghost become real yet again. Let the ministry of the Holy Spirit become real yet again, Lord Jesus. Let him become real again. Let him become real to us yet again. Help us not to walk with him in separate in the name that is above every other name. Our journey is empty without you, Holy Ghost. Our pursuit is empty without you, oh Holy Ghost. Let our pursuit not be in vain, oh Holy Spirit. Ecco, tu hai 
If there's anyone here and you want us to agree with you in prayer concerning anything, particularly your journey, maybe you've heard certain things throughout stretch or tonight, to be precise, and you just want us to agree in prayer with you, you can just put it up in the chat. If you want to unmute and speak, we want to pray tonight. We're just going to take the next few minutes, if that's okay by us, to just pray. It is very important that we end the stretch on a good note. Because after today, your journey must not stop. So if you want us to agree with you in prayer on anything that you might have struggled with before now, I remember that on the first day of stretch, my heart was particularly drawn to those who might have been hurt in church and it has affected your pursuit. Some people, it might not even be the message in your church or your pastor. It might be that you dated someone in church and it didn't end well and, you know, you've just lost it since then. Whatever it may be, we want to pray with you tonight and just ask the Lord to help. Tonight, the Holy Spirit wants to work a work within. If there's anything at all you want us to agree in, in prayer for, please. Let's take our time now to just pray together. And if you are, while we're waiting for that, if you're sending a private message, you can. But while we're waiting for that, let's pray in the spirit. And I want you to pray for yourself. The Lord, it will not end here. My pursuit will not end here. You will help me to carry on in the name of Jesus. You will help me to carry on in the name of Jesus. Oh, bring in us. And as you see the messages in the chat, please just pray for each of these people as they are sending in these messages, you know, and just pray, just pray. Let's pray together. Let's pray together. Lord, we come to you. We come to you, Jesus, to receive your help, to find grace in time of need, Lord. Lord, this stretch has placed a demand on even I myself. It reminded me of many things, Lord. We need you to be able to carry on the right way. To be able to carry on the right way. Lord, will you please help us? Lord, will you please help us in a way that only you can? In a way that only you can, Lord. Would you please, Lord, help us? Send help in our direction, Lord Jesus. We need you, Jesus. Help us. Lord, you see all the things that your children are asking. Some are asking for guidance. Some are asking to be more conscious of you. Lord, help us. 
We stand together as one family, with one heart and with one mind, seeking to continue in this pursuit of you. Lord, help us in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for all these ones who are saying, Lord, help me. Lord, we pray for Buma, Lord, a deeper understanding of your word and help her to go deeper in you. We pray for Adetu to the Lord, you will grant her strength to press in all the more deeper. Lord, we pray for Yano that you will guide her as she serves you more and to help her to serve you more. Lord, for Kike that you will be with her, you will help her to be more God conscious. For every one of us, Lord, even the secret prayers that we have, Lord, grant Anike the grace to stay and to press in more. Lord, help me not to be too busy this year. Help me, Lord, not to be too busy. Not to be too busy and swarmed by many activities. There are so many things that can take my attention. But Lord, I need you to help me so that I can run my race with focus. So that I can go ahead with my pursuit without distraction. Help me, Jesus. Lord, take distraction away. Lord, help me. Help me, Lord, help me. Help my brothers. Help my sisters. Help us, Lord. All that we are saying, all that we are doing will be a waste if you don't help us. What can we do without your help? How far can we go without your help? Lord, help every one of us. Help us, Jesus. Oh, banagadizo zelegeriakakades. Zelegrute karadaganizo vereketipregetipragabahafataya. Lord, for everyone who has stumbled on, at one point or the other and they are struggling, Lord, we pray for your mercy. Lord, take away guilt and shame. And Lord, bring boldness, bring boldness, bring boldness. Oh, Lord, we stand bold in your righteousness. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Lord Jesus. Oh, binagandos, zilegamangredizos avara kristavare. Zelegrita baragaradagaliga rosa Jesus. Jesus. Help, Jesus. Help, Jesus. Lord, send us help. 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 Lord, help us. We've seen in the scriptures today that it is your desire to help us. Lord, help us. For some of us, we are letting go of certain habits, certain struggles again. And we're saying, I know I've prayed about this thing before, but it came back. Trust God yet again today to do away with habits, addictions, things that just make it difficult to boldly stand for God. Lord, have mercy on us. Help us. 
If you cannot say anything else, just ask him for help. If you cannot say anything else, just say, Lord, help me. Help me, Jesus. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, please help me. Jesus, help me. Spirit of God, help me. I have no other help but you. I have no other help but you. If you don't help me, I cannot be helped. Help me. Help me, Lord. I throw myself in surrender to you, Lord. Please help me. Help me. Jesus, please help me. Lord, please help me. Help me, Jesus. Some of you, I, I want us to deal with things that we need to deal with. That's why I'm quiet. The things you need to pray about, take this opportunity. Take this opportunity to pray about them. Have 10 minutes. Anything, anything, anything. Bible says that we should come boldly to the throne that we may obtain grace. Come boldly. It's a good time to ask, to help, to, to, to ask for help, to receive grace, to receive direction. Just ask him for help. Press him to him. Come on, press into him today. Press in today. Now I see that the Holy Ghost is a great help that I need. So Lord, help me. I've tried too many things on my own. I've tried to get direction on my own. I've tried to gain insight and clarity on my own. But I know I need your spirit because in you are hidden the deep things of God. Even all your promises toward me are deep in you. And I can only discover them by your spirit, Lord. Some of you are at crossroads to make decisions. It's a good place to ask him for help. Crossroads to make big decisions. About marriage. About location. About your job, your career. To move or not to move. To stop and start a business. You need direction. You need help. It's a good place to just surrender and ask him to help you. Should I pursue, Lord? Should I go ahead? Should I wait? What are you saying at this time? What are you saying to me, Jesus? What word should govern my life at this time? What instruction do you have? You, Lord, you are not a quiet God. Your word says your sheep hear your voice. It means you are always speaking. Open my ears that I may hear, Lord Jesus. Open my eyes that I may see, Lord. Do not leave me to go in my own way. The Bible says that when, when, when Joshua was leading the children of Israel and the Ark of Covenant, he said to them, you have to wait. Let, the, let God go before you because this is a way that you have never walked in before. Some of us are at crossroads we've never been in. We don't know what to do. 
Stop trying to figure it out on your own. Stop trying to figure it out on your own. He wants to help us. Lord, I don't know what to do in this situation. I don't know how to go about it. I don't have what it takes. My money cannot help me in this one. My wisdom cannot help me in this one. You need to step in, Lord. You need to step in. You need to step in and help me. My life has no meaning outside of the meaning that it has when I'm in your will. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Some of us, were at a place where we need to come to terms with the will of God. Ask him to help you. Help my heart to be yielded to your will so that when you speak to me, I will not refuse you, Lord. Help me, Jesus. Help me. Don't let me go in my own way. I don't trust the outcomes of my own decisions. I'm scared. I'm afraid. I'm worried. I don't know. But Lord, with you, there is certainty of victory, certainty of glory. So Lord, help me. Come on. I want you to press in deeper. God is, God is raining help. He's raining help. Lord, January is about to come to an end. I still don't have direction for the things that really matter this year. Lord, help me. Help me. In these three days that are remaining for January to end, I know you can still send me a word, send me direction, send me vision, send me help. Lord, you can do it. You can still give my life meaning. Jesus, please help me. Rather than feeling bad, I don't know what to do. I don't, it's pray, 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 pray. Pray. God has his ears on us tonight. God has his ears on us tonight. Pray. Oh, Galazus se sigaba egeluzo veki gale galia parase. Come and cry, oh Lord, and help me. Make haste to help me, Jesus. Make haste to help me, Jesus. Make haste to help me, Lord. Oh, Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. Arata <laughs> I pray for that person on this call. There's one thing that has been standing in your way. There's just one thing that has consistently stood in your way. If you're that person, there's just one thing. You know you know it. When you hear what I'm saying, you know it's you I'm talking to. There's just one thing that has consistently and continually stayed in your way and hindered you from moving forward. Today, I declare in the name of Jesus that the host of heaven take it all out of the way right now in the name of Jesus. Heaven takes it out of the way right now in the name of Jesus. Out of the way right now in the name of Jesus. Every limitation, every limitation to what God has said concerning you, every limitation to the word of God. That person who has been struggling with broken relationships, when, when wedding planning starts or when you start to speak about marriage or when you think you finally got arrived, today I break that curse in the name of Jesus. And this year, before this year becomes a half, the Lord, the Lord will settle you maritally in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, so berige, Zaga, Dustavade.
That person with an ailment, that person with an ailment that is hindering you from living your life to the fullest. Oh, Lord Jesus, in your mercy, we come against this ailment and we declare it will not reign no longer. We end its reign today in the name of Jesus. We end its reign today in the name of Jesus. I speak to that seasonal ailment also that comes and goes. I curse your day now. You will never show up again. That seasonal ailment, I curse you right now. You will never return. In the name of Jesus. On their side, like like an ulcer pain. Who is that person with pain? I want you to put your hand there right now. The creative miracles are going to be happening right now. I, I, I speak over that, that that pain in the belly. Like an ulcer pain. You've checked it, but they, they, they keep saying there's nothing wrong. But you keep having this pain. Who is that person? I want you to place your hand right there now. With all the faith that you've got. And I declare that whatever might be there that causes that pain, that seasonal pain there. Tonight, it dries up right now in the name of Jesus. Right now, let the fire of God, let it dry up that pain and its source. It will never show up again. Never show up again. Never show up again in the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on. You keep having this chest pain. Like there's this sharp pain that comes to your chest. Who is that person? Place your hand there right now. The, 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 the power of God is coming upon you strongly now. Strongly now. And it's taking that pain away forever. It's taking it away right now. Right now. There's somebody here. You, you, either you or someone you know has had a stroke scare. A stroke scare. Like a stroke scare, or maybe you've been warned about stroke, like a threat to, of stroke. Who is that person? Whether it's you or a family member, I, I want you to indicate. I want to pray specifically. I, I want to pray specifically because you will come back to testify. Stroke has no place in you or in any of your own. The Bible says no evil will come near your dwelling. Therefore, I come against that stroke. I declare it will not stand. And if it has started to show symptoms, I return the symptoms to wherever it has come. It will not stay any longer. In the name of Jesus. If you are here and you have been told that you will not be able to have children. If you are here and you have been told you will not be able to have children. Today, the same order by which Mary was able to conceive. I place you under that same order in the name of Jesus. Your life would defy the doctor's report in the name of Jesus. Who is that person that had to settle for a lesser job 
because they could not get a good job for a long time. Who, who is that? You have to settle for a job you don't really like or you don't really want because you've not been able to get a job for a while. And you are just struggling where you are. You are not really happy. Today, I release you. I release you to opportunities. Let the favor of God open right now. Let the favor of God open right now. I declare in the name of Jesus that the opportunity that you need, let heaven make it available right now in the name of Jesus. I see somebody with a pain in like the shoulder down to the arm. Like a pain in the shoulder down to the arm. Come on, if it's you, let me know quickly. I want to pray specifically. I want to pray specifically. Not that you'll be messaging me after. I want to pray specifically. Pain. I see pain in like a shoulder on like the right shoulder down to the arm. That nerve that causing that pain. Today, I, I, I reorder it. I repair it. I repair that nerve damage. Neku has been diagnosed with nerve damage. I repair it right now in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is where the power, the power, the power, the power of God is. The name of Jesus is our power. So I cast that nerve damage in whatever part of the body. I declare it is it is fixed right now. There's somebody here, you are scared about the marital issues that are consistent in your family and around you. You are scared about the marital issues. In fact, there's one of those people, you are actually in a good relationship, but you are just scared. So you don't really, really want, you don't want to go too far because you're afraid of what the future holds. If you have that person today, I bring you good news. It is not your portion. You will not partake in the portion of those who have failed. In the name of Jesus, it is dried up. It is deleted from your, from your memory. It is deleted from your mind. You will go on to believe and to thrive in your marital destiny. In the name of Jesus, no matter the issues that are prevalent in the people around you, today I urge you and I usher you into your marital destiny. In the name of Jesus. Oh, that person who is feeling stagnant. You have been around the same thing for the past few years. You feel like nothing in your life has moved forward. Today, I propel you by the force of heaven and I cause you to advance and to cover ground. The years that the locusts and the cankerworm have eaten up, they will be restored to you in the snap of a finger in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. Send help. Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you. And we bless the name of the Lord. Come on, let's thank him. Just thank him. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Thank you. No Jesus. one can do these things except you are with him. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. Most holy God, we thank you. Come on, thank him. 
Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for stretch. Thank you for every day and every moment, every word you send to us. We give you praise. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Thank you for everyone who ministered to us. Lord, we pray that you bless them, that you refresh them, that you meet them all at the point of their need in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for day one. We thank you for day two. We thank you for day three. For day four, we thank you. For day five, we thank you. For day six, we are grateful. For day seven, Lord, we thank you. For day eight, we are grateful. For day nine, we give you praise. For today, Lord, day 10, we thank you. We declare blessed be your name. You are good to us. You are kind to us. You are wonderful. You are wonderful. You are wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, most holy God. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name, Lord. Blessed be your name, Jesus. Blessed be your name. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, and everyone says, Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, is that how you celebrate what God has done in our midst in these past few days? Is that how you celebrate? Is that how you thank God for a time like this? Lord, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Blessed be you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Glory to Jesus. All right. Officially, stretch has come to an end. But stretching and pursuing have not come to an end. I want to thank everyone who has joined us, who has been here through the journey, those who are here right now and those who are not. I want to thank everyone who has ministered to us in one capacity or the other. I thank you. I'm grateful for you. I cannot wait to see what God will do in us. I wish you the very best. Um, we will, um, I mean, now we have a Spotify, a, an Apple podcast, so we'll try to 
we're going to be having a strategy meeting for the year to determine how we want to go about the year. So still keep the stretch group for now. If we'll be announcing anything, you'll find out there or from whoever it is that invited you. Um, I won't make any big announcements today until we have that in-house meeting. But I mean, we meet every Friday at 8 p.m. Nigerian time. So at least you can still join us for that one every week on Fridays. We meet to pray every Monday morning as well. There is fresh dew every Monday morning. There's a morning prayer, you know. Um, so, but I want to relieve Temisan and the team for tomorrow because I know they must be tired from the stretch. But if they say otherwise, that's fine. But every Monday morning, there's a 30-minute there about prayer to begin the week. Um, and on Fridays, we meet every Friday at 8 p.m. Um, we, we have other special meetings. Our anniversary is always like a small camp meeting. There's also our Women's Month is in the month of May. We call it the Adorned Women's Month. And um, it's always an amazing time, a week long of just teaching dedicated to women. You won't see much of me, maybe just on the first day or something. We invite people to speak to us and share um, a lot of things. So Men's Month ideally should be in the summer sometime as well. But the men are stubborn. So I'm hoping that this this year we will be able to do something by the grace of God. Um, but Adorn has been going on now for about three years, if I remember correctly. And it's always an amazing time. It's just focus on the women and they touch everything. I'm not there. The men are not in all the meetings. So it's very hard to have, very special, very peculiar to you. So make a plan to join us. Um, we also have some in-person meetings assembled every month in Lagos. In the UK, it's more quarterly right now. Um, so if you want to join Assembly in Lagos, Joy is your go-to person. I don't know when next they are meeting, maybe next month. But they will be assembled every, most likely every month um, in Lagos. Those of us in North America, we're still trying to have a plan to do something soon because of how far everyone is, but God will help us, all right? Um, what other announcement is there? Yeah, everything we do, I mean, guys are now forcing us to be more public in nature, so you'll most likely be seeing everything we do. You can make sure you follow our Mixler page, so every time we go live, you'll get a notification. Um, yeah, I guess that's all the announcements. I am tired, I would like to recline and draw the curtain here. Um, but I would not like to go without hearing from anyone whom I want to say a thing or two. Um, if you'd like to say anything, you know, I'll leave the floor open for another five minutes thereabouts. And um, if you want to say anything, now is the time to. I really hope that it was worth your while. I'm appreciative of all the efforts, you know, that have gone into this. I cannot imagine having had to do stretch on my own with the current schedule I have. So I'm grateful to God for every one of you. But there's some of you that have been here for so long that by next year's stretch, you will definitely be on the schedule. So brace up for that. Or even any of our upcoming meetings. And if you feel shy, you don't want to share now, 
you want to send a voice note or a video or recording about how stretch was for you send it to the group um we would appreciate that as well so if anybody wants to say anything at this point i'd like to draw the curtain on my end thank you all i love you dearly um like i said sometime in the month of july if god permits just one day we'll try to have a word and worship meeting gather everyone together um like old times you know so and for that one i will be there so you know make it make it a, a point of duty so i think we should start planning for that one it will just be one day because we do not have the luxury of an entire weekend like we normally do but we'll just pick one day maybe we can do 6 p.m till 10 or depending on where we'll be doing it so the Lagos team, Joy, Boma, Anike, Tosin, get to work and um, let's see what um, let's see what we'll come up with there. Find us a good venue that can take as many people as we want to attend. And I look forward to seeing you there. Um, let me also, does anybody have anything they would like to unmute to say? Anybody? Pastor, good evening, sir. Good evening. Just wanted to say thank you very much for not cancelling stretch this year. Thank you very much for being available. Thank you very much for the opportunity as well. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much for loving us and just taking our time for us in your busy schedule. God bless you. And God bless everyone else on this call. Thank you, Kike. God bless you. Thank you. Anybody else? Yes, I do. I have something to say. Good evening, Pastor. So I just want to say thank you. So also, and I want to um like this is my word. This is the word that I want to run with as we close. Like when you said pursuit is not a straight journey. Like sometimes you get it, sometimes you will not. But the end of it is that you would become like God. We we find perfection in God. So I want yeah. to encourage everyone, like I'm encouraging myself, that in this journey of pursuits, it's not really straight. Do not get deceived that oh you you become um you become like God just in one day. It's a journey. And you have to flow with what the spirit, like you say, we have to fellowship with the spirit. So you have to flow with what the spirit is doing. And in a particular season, there's always a word. Like in this season, this is my word. So I want to thank you, Pastor, for allowing God to use you. And again, I want to say thank you for the word you said about duty and delight and all. Like Temisan posted something, like a pastor said the exact word. So, like I said, with the mouth of two or three witnesses, God is always using someone. It's just for us to make ourselves available. And thank you for making yourself available. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Zino. All right, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Um, we're getting to that point where we cannot tell whether what is in the eye is water 
or tears. So it's a good place to close, you know? So if nobody else has anything to say, it will be a good time to relax and see you again. Soon. That's the good evening. I have something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> good evening, everyone. So good I evening. just want to, this is just a form of gratitude to you and to the whole of TCC. So first of yeah. all, I'm happy that, you know, I'm part of such community because I have seen my life grown tremendously being here. I've seen changes. I've seen growth, you know, apart from, okay, having a Bible-believing church, this community has really contributed so much to my life. And especially to you, Pastor, thank you so much for your sacrifice. Thank you for your love because it's only out of love that, you know, someone that has a calling on his life would want to sacrifice his time. Everything is not something that every man can do is rare. And one thing I know I took from um, Stretch was when you said that something about um, our first consciousness must, you know, is to understand, you know, who God is to us, you know, that we must always restore our pursuit of God and who God is to us. So I have it's something that personally I took, you know, understanding who God was to me. You know, it, it took me throughout the stretch to understand who God was to me. You know, I used to see God as an authority, you know, but it made me understand that he's beyond that. You know, he's a friend, he's a father, he's so many things. So I just want yeah. to really thank you, Pastor, for everything that you're doing. Yeah. And I pray that your well will never run dry in Jesus' name. And thank Man. you to every other lovely person here that has yeah. been a form of sacrifice. You know, have shown me yeah. love in so many ways. They know themselves. If I start mentioning names, I will not end. <laughs> so thank you, Pastor. And thank you, everyone. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Um, I guess we'll draw the curtain there. Uh, I just mm -hmm. want to say that in case who, who mm -hmm. are you in that body? Who are you in that body? Come out. Release me. <laughs> Lose me and let me go. <laughs> okay, sir. Um, good evening, Pastor. Good evening. Um, good evening, everyone. And um, I just want to say thank you, Pastor, for um the many years of labor. The many years of labor, because at least the little times that we've spent together. I cannot put them in, I cannot just put them in a box and say, this is it. It's been, even when we don't get to talk, even seen from different distances, and we see what God is doing through you and the people whom God has given to you to be as help. It's, it's, it's just God. Thank you for being a model. Like we, I'm speaking on behalf of myself and on behalf of the men of valor, like Timis has said. So, I'm speaking on behalf of Pastor Sheon, Thaddeus, I'm Temisa, and just the brothers. Thank you for being a model. It's 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 beyond our comprehension, and we can actually see that it is it is just God, because if we, if we think about how like the times that I've known you and all the things that God has done through you, it's we can't just attach a particular. We can see this excellence in your life. You can see how God has really helped you. And we're not just even saying this because maybe we are here. Okay, let's just say good things to pastor. No, no, no. It's something that we've seen. It is something that we've handled. 
right? So thank you, Pastor Ayo. Thank you, Pastor Ayo Dili. God, God bless you. May God increase you in all areas of life. You won't have any reason to Amen. look back and regret making this kind of decision for the Lord. The Lord will keep you Amen. in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Thank you, Thank sir. You, sir. You know, all these people that have um, businesses on Instagram that they don't have customers, they will now come online and be saying um, that, um, how do they even say it now? They will say, our customers are grateful. Uh, we are grateful to all our customers. Meanwhile, nobody bought anything. I guess this is the point where I start to, you know, say stuff like that. But Yes, Tutu, I have the same question. How, how did we get here? I don't know. I don't know who drove the bus here. But it's definitely... Who started this thing? It's um, Kike that drove the bus. So it's Kike we should carry. But I, I'm grateful. Uh -huh, yes, I remembered what those people always say. They'll say, is you our customers that inspire us to do more? You know, they say you inspire us to do more. Meanwhile, there's no customer anywhere. So I guess this is the point where I say, is you our customers and you need Barawa. You, 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 you inspire us to do more. You know, but honestly, just seeing lives transformed, seeing us, I'm not better than any of us here. I'm not, I'm not even above any of us here. But if we all can take the pursuit seriously and give ourselves to it like we should, you know, I'm just trying to create a family that loves God, you know, that loves God and will show every generation that we will get a chance to meet that this God thing is possible. All right. So I appreciate every one of you. Those of you I'm meeting for the first time, those of you that you know I've known forever. I don't take none of you. I'm not too familiar with any of you. I love you all very dearly. I know the sacrifices that you make, you know, to be here. Some of you are, are now pastors in your church from when we started eight years ago when you didn't even want to hear the name of God. Now you are pastors. You know, there are people who are on TCC, and I'm saying this because everyone was just saying pastor, pastor, but it's not just me. When we started TCC eight years ago, honestly, there was no pastor, to be very honest. Everybody was first name, Ayo, Miriam, Chubi, Lizzie, you know. But today, you know, God has grown every single one of us in different ways, you know. God has grown every one of us. We just started the pursuit randomly and where we are. The reason you don't see some people today is not because they don't want to be here. There are people who are actually pastors in churches now. These were people who, who at a time we would beg to go to church. And that's my desire to see every one of us up there. Time will fail me to tell you stories upon stories. And this, this is what our lives are about. It's not about how many cars we can buy to brag and bully or compete with each other, but how much of God we are becoming like. So thank you. And thanks to everyone who supports the work. And I'm praying that this will help some of you you know, to decide to do more and to do better this year. It's a great privilege to serve God. Trust me. A generation is waiting. And I pray that we will all answer in the name of Jesus. I love you all dearly. And um, I'll see you again soon. Have an amazing Sunday evening. The Lord bless you, keep you, and cause his face to shine upon you. I don't know if Shubi has anything to say or if she's able to talk, but I always like to leave her to, you know, Give the last word if she wants to appreciate anybody that I might have forgotten. Um, but yeah. 
Good evening, everyone. Thank you, Pastor. And thank you, every single person, for joining Stretch 2024. Special shout out to the A team. Um, Timisan, Joy, Anike, Titi, Kikelomo, Ianu. Um, what am I missing? Tosin, everyone who had been working at the back end, you know, trying to make things work, schedule development, the prayer team every day, sending in prayer points, Pastor Sheung for always being on camera. It seems like a small thing, but it's actually a huge thing seeing a face while you're teaching. It really does a lot. Shout out to you, shout out to. Timisan for setting up Apple Podcasts when I fail to wake up or maybe I have a meeting during stretch time. I can just go on podcast and, you know, on the podcast app. And as I'm driving home from work, I'm just listening. I'm like, ah, oh, thank God for technology. Um, it's just, it's just been a very, very um, life-changing 10 days because I felt like how would this work? And I just saw a lot of people step out and do what has never been done before. First, I was talking about that I've never preached before. I know Kikelomo has preached in Oikos. I know Iano has preached in Oikos. But trust me, stretch is a different, it's a different platform. So for someone that's never even taught an application to come and teach during stretch, wow, so amazing. The boldness, the accuracy in giving the word. I was like, who are these people? Like, it was so amazing. Thank God for everyone who had taken a word, taken a session, fresh due, everyone who had working so uh, had taken the pain to wake someone up during um fresh due. Your efforts will not be in vain. Shout out to TCC right. Creatives as well for giving the nuggets. And shout out to Ade Tutu. I've told you, message me. Anything you want, bill me. I've told you, bill me. It's always here on time. Like, I thought I was Busayo. And then I realized that Busayo is a bad girl. Busayo can't do this. And then I, I was like, oh, Ade Tutu is a new person. And she's so consistent always engaging everything. Shout out to everybody. Tosin, don't build me you. Your name is not day two, two. Thank you, everyone who has shown up every single day and anyone who has shown up 80% of the time. Um, may the Lord actually reward you with the gift of him. That's the only prayer I have, the prayer point I have. As many of us that have gotten to a place where we're tired or are getting to a place where we're trying to map out the journey, may God may God make it easy for you to pursue him. May you, may you, may he be your delight. May, may he be the longing of your heart. And may he teach you what it means to truly love him and truly honor him. And even when we gather next time for stretch, your your testimony will be. I was this place last year, but now I'm in a far better place in the name of Amen. Jesus. I pray that God Amen. will be your God and God will be your strength in Jesus' Amen. mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Shoes. God All bless right. you, everyone. Good night, everyone. Enjoy. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night.